Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered. And if you've been listening to me already, you already have found out that we're talking about everybody's health journey. I don't know you personally, and I don't know your particular problems, but I'm very familiar with all these problems that people are experiencing. And there's one common element in all of them. It's how do we navigate that journey? And so this podcast is not about promoting a product or a person. You know, there's so many of those out there and some are really, really good and some maybe not so good. But this is really about the process by which you can navigate that health journey for yourself. Because that's the most important element for you to get the success, to get the results that you desire, because ultimately, it's all on you. It's your responsibility to figure out what it is that you need to do. And so with all this misinformation and maybe overwhelming information, you've got to have a smart process as how to navigate that as well. And so how do we do that today? Well, the exciting thing is that we're doing something very, very new that maybe you've never seen before, but we're actually going to do some role play. And so with the amazing guests that I get to experience, you know, on this podcast show, you know, we'll do about a six minute role play where one of them will present with a particular problem and the other will guide that person to some sort of resolution. Now, we've only got six minutes for that. So clearly, you know, we're not going to resolve everything. But what's amazing that oftentimes some form of resolution is really evident and it's to give you that hope and to give you the idea of the path forward so that you can navigate, you know, through your own challenges, your own problems. Now, and sometimes people are going to get a little triggered because it might be something that's very, very personal. It might be something that will actually upset you. And that's also precisely the point. There's no judgment here. And whatever we talk about on this podcast, it may be something personal that the guests have experienced or or maybe not. Maybe it's something that they've seen somewhere else, but all of it's real and it may relate to you and that might trigger you. But that's where the freedom comes in, is facing our pain, having the courage and the hope, but most importantly, the clarity as to how we get to move forward. So I want to welcome my two amazing guests You know, Wendy has been with me several times and it's super fun. I'm really excited about the message that she brings to the world. You definitely want to check her out and she'll give us her information later on. And my new guest, Brad, a brilliant background. And I'm not going to spill the beans on that one. He's going to share us with, uh, he's going to share to us what that's all about. But let me start off with Wendy. You just introduce yourself very briefly and then Brad will introduce himself then we'll figure out what the problem is, and then we'll dive into the actual role play. Wendy. Thank you so much, Bart, for having me again. I love being on your shows. So fun, and hopefully it's helpful to everybody else. Um, So who am I? Let's see. I am a trauma-informed personal trainer, life coach, nutritionist who just really wants to give people the tools to live a fulfilling life. That's the bottom line. And there's so many aspects to that, that all tie together. And that's where I come in. So thank you, Wendy. Brad. I'm Brad Grinnan. I've been a uh, full-time coach for 
about 11 years now. Before that, I was a pastor for about 20 and uh, I love to help people. So I do that I'm a, as an elite performance coach now, uh, focusing mostly on working with Fortune 500 executives. And um, usually it's around them picking a very specific area of their life that they feel like, man, I'd love to get to an elite level here. So what I love about both of you is that you have some very unique experiences and skill sets that clearly will help people in some remarkable ways. And so my hope is that the listeners after today will reach out to you and find out how specifically you can help them. And so um, let's go ahead with the role play. And once again, I want to let the listener know that we're going to do it for about six minutes, maybe a little longer than that. And then we're going to unpack it. And so my hope is that you do leave with a very specific distinction or insight about something that's related to you or someone else that you love or care about, and that you also have a very specific action step that you can go through. And so listen in carefully to what's going to happen today. So Brad, uh, let's start off with you. Just start the role play. You got six minutes and uh, it's a dialogue between you and Wendy, what your problem is. Wendy will help guide you through some form of resolution. Go ahead. Awesome. Wendy, thanks for taking the time to chat with me uh, about this today. Um, I'm hoping you'll be able to help me. Um, if I can put it all in a nutshell, this has been my journey. I know what I need to do in order to improve my health and to lose weight. And honestly, I don't really care that much about losing weight because I just, I like me, I think, but I, I want to want to <laughs> do the things I need to do, if that makes sense. But yeah. I've always felt like if I really want to do something, like when I quit smoking, I tried a hundred times before I actually quit. With the day I decided I want to be done with this, like I'm I'm through, then I figured out how to do it. Right. And so I'm looking for some help around how do I get myself to the place where I start the action and stay committed? Because I've started and stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped. And I've lost a lot of weight. Probably I've lost close to 200 pounds over and over again, the same 10 pounds, oh. same 20 pounds. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now is trying to kind of break through that, that little place right there. Cause I hate working out and I love fried food and that's the truth. <laughs> well, I love your honesty and that's exactly where so many people are, Brad, right now is they just, that ambivalence between wanting to do something and really not having what they call motivation to do it. And I want you to know, it's not your fault. First off, a lot of these things are our nervous system kind of protecting us from things from our past. So we don't always know why we choose to not do something. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Like, what is it about losing weight that you desire? Or why do you desire that outcome? I think it's less about losing the weight and how I look. It's, it's way more about I want to live a longer life. And while I'm doing that, I want to have a higher quality of life. That's awesome. And yeah, I don't want to get exhausted climbing stairs. I want to be able to do the stuff with my kids that I want to do. Now, to be totally honest, I do, I do want to be able to go swimming and not be embarrassed. Okay. 
key. So there, there is a little bit of that there, right? There's, that's all right. Those I can, are all I can, valid reasons. I can recognize that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so often we shame people for having what we call vanity. And it's not really vanity. We want, we all want to like ourselves. We want to like what we see in the mirror. So there's nothing wrong with that. I love your otherwise though, especially that you want to be fit enough to continue to live life. That's a huge why. That's a huge reason, especially since you have kids and you want to be there for them. So what do you feel stops you like run me through a you're trying to lose weight and maybe a week later or how long is it into it that you decide this isn't for me um well i i've never once and i when i was in high school and college i was an athlete but i never once wanted to work out ever and if I was just left to my own devices, it would be Netflix and beer on the couch or a good scotch. Okay. Um, it's just not like I've just never wanted to. Now, I can't accept that as an excuse, although I've been living with it for years. Um, okay. So you when seem... I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Nope. Let's go ahead. You seem to be very set on the whole working out thing. You do know that you can lose weight without working out intensely at the gym, correct? I do. And I don't necessarily feel like I have to intensely work out. Okay. When I say I don't like to work out, it means I don't like, like I, I belong in LA because instead of walking two blocks to the mailbox, I'd rather just get in my car and drive there. <laughs> okay. 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 If I could, I would sit on an elevator and take it upstairs to my bedroom at night. I okay. just am like, yeah. <laughs> and so what I've that. always called myself is lazy, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to shed that identity. That was huge. Okay. That's huge because we can't, I can change people's outsides. You can give me any person, you give me a year of them actually working towards a goal and following what I tell them, I can shed 50, 60, even more pounds and put muscle on and have this person on stage in a year. I can do that. However, if they don't embrace that new persona, that new identity, it's not going to last long at all. And that's, I think, the thing that's going on with our society is so many people are embracing an outward appearance, but they haven't changed their inward. So that word that you just called yourself, that you say you're lazy, that is going to be the identity that your body perceives all the time. And our brain constantly likes to be right. So if we're constantly telling ourselves, I'm lazy, you're going to choose action subconsciously that validify that word because your brain wants to be right so first we need to change the mindset that's behind that word was there a time when you remember all of a sudden thinking i'm lazy or somebody called you lazy i don't recall anyone calling me lazy but my dad always had this insane work ethic and just the two words work ethic, he must have repeated a thousand times about how important a work ethic is. So in terms of work ethic, actually, when it comes to working, I have an incredible work ethic. But when I compare my body movement, my workout ethic mm -hmm. sucks. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. And so when I compare it, I'm like, oh, that's lazy, you know? And I'm, I'm probably hard on myself too, because I'm, 
it's easier to just berate myself in my head. Like, of course, of course, you're not going to work out. Of course, you're not going to do it because you're a lazy piece of ish. You know, it's just. Right. Right. And that's, that's the mentality that we're, if we continue to say those things to ourselves, then we're going to continue to choose those actions. Like if we're calling ourselves lazy and it's time for dinner, guess what our body and our is going to choose. It's going to choose the soup can. It's going to choose the leftover fried food. It's going, uh, instead of making a fresh salad and grilling a steak on the grill. So for two, two things, I know we don't have much time here, but got one, one minute left. <laughs> one, men, the mental words that we tell ourselves. I think we need to work on a, a better, not a better, a different picture of who you think you see yourself as. Because if you already see yourself as a person who has an amazing work ethic, then to see yourself who has an amazing work ethic toward nutrition and fitness, it's just a little tweak in your brain that that amazing work ethic that you already have can be applied to nutrition and working working out. So first we're gonna take the word working out out of it because that's something that your brain already hates. And we can dive into that later. But there's a lot of things we can do to increase our health and our nutrition without making it seem like it's this daunting task. So one, protein. So you wanna take in one gram of protein per body pound. So I would start working with you on how to incorporate all of that protein because protein has a higher thermic effect, which means it takes more calories to burn. So if we are eating and it satiates us more. So if we are eating more of that, most of my clients just by adding protein into their diet end up losing weight without changing anything else, literally. So you don't have to be lazy or not lazy. It's just one thing that you're changing, adding that protein into your diet. And then the next step is adding more water and maybe a piece of fruit. Those are three very simple things that with your amazing work ethic that you already have, you could easily implement and change what you feel like. It would give you more energy, which then in turn would give you more, um, because of that more energy, you could then take a walk. So you say that you work with um, CEOs and five, 500 clients and, or those high level clients, you could have the energy then to have one of those calls maybe while you're walking. And then those are extra steps that would allow you to maybe create an energy deficit. And so those are things, do you think those are things that with your amazing work ethic that you could possibly implement in the next few weeks? You had me at grilled steak. Okay, you can definitely yeah. eat grilled steak. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Awesome. 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 So uh thank you both. That was amazing. Um Brad, what was that for you? Um it's 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 pretty close to you know my prior experience years past before I worked through like I was role-playing old me, you know. Um for the most part. And so, you know, Wendy was right on that. This wasn't a, I don't know what to do or how to do or what to eat. This was a, I don't, I don't know that I deserve to be healthy. You know, I don't know if I deserve that quality of life. Right. And I think Wendy nailed it when she was, you know, she's like, aha, lazy, 
the way you're talking to yourself. And I was like, oh, she's good. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that. Wendy, what was that for you? Uh, again, it's amazing. It's wild to walk through something with a friend when you already respect them highly and you don't, it's hard to all of a sudden say something like, and I know he's not lazy at all. And I know he doesn't see himself as that. So that's wild. Um, but yeah, that's a very typical, um, I would say that most of my nutrition fitness clients are dealing with a trauma issue or a roadblock issue from something that is from the past and they don't know about it. And so they keep going on these diets and keep failing in their terminology when they're really not, they just don't have, they don't have the knowledge to get past the roadblocks. And so they just think that it's about decreasing their calories. And so trauma, my trauma certification has been a game changer for me because I used to be that coach that was like, this is all about energy in versus energy out. What are you talking about? <laughs> And, and understanding people's roadblocks has completely changed the way I coach nutrition and, and personal training. So yeah, that was, that was spot right. On. On. No, spot on. And, and you both have, have displayed incredible vulnerability and, and clarity as to what actually happens to a lot of people these days. You know, it might not just be weight. It might be something entirely different. And Brad, you know, I totally relate to you as well. I, I, that's a similar journey that I have. And I just switched over to a carnivore diet. And uh, we're not going to be, talk be talking about diet, but we'll do it on the break as to how that, you know, is a great experience. As you said, you know, it's protein. It helps reduce the weight. But most importantly, I mean, you nailed it, uh, Wendy, specifically, you know, it is it's it's a multitude of different factors. You know, it is your identity. It is the language that that you're using. You know, it's, it is those past traumas. You know, it's what you focus on. And oftentimes, you know, it's also a matter of convenience because, um you know, for, for so many, you know, we, we now live in a very convenient world with technology and access to everything, making it so easy because technically, Brad, you actually are right. The, the unconscious mind is a very lazy brain. It seeks the path of least resistance. So whatever is easiest and, and remember, you know, as a peak performer yourself, um, you, you have an absolute and relative limit in capability. I mean, we all do. And so when certain things are more important than others, then guess what? You're going to focus more on that than something else. And for me, as an example, being fully transparent, you know, I need to lose 20 pounds when a lot of people said, no, you're fine. And I actually had that experience on a pool when, you know, some some beautiful woman was looking at me from a distance, you know, with her friends, you know, kind of checking me out. But I had my shirt off and I figured I'd take my shirt off and I could literally hear you know, her disappointment when she was talking to her friends says, it's such a shame that somebody look on the outward has such a beautiful face and then they take the shirt off and then they're fat. I mean, I wasn't excessively fat, but I mean, I was fat enough. And we have to admit that there's no shaming here, but being at the right weight is a healthy thing. So I want to give it over to you guys. Um, you know, let's unpack some more what your thoughts are. How can you guys guide others to, to resolve this? And maybe tap into more about that identity because, and, and you mentioned something else, physiology, because you can work really hard. And if your physiology, if your metabolic pathways based on your DNA and based on your genetics isn't supporting you, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Do what? I'll go ahead. Um, I'll hit on the genetic thing because I get that a lot. Um, and I don't, I don't. 
Genetics are a tricky thing because it's very few people that can't lose weight because of genetics. Um, there's, there's obviously going to be chronic diseases that we're dealing with too, um, with some people, but I would say that more, most people that say it's genetics, it's really more the mental state. Um, and when they say genetics, it's that the people in their life that are their family are obese as well. And so they have that internal, uh, language that's, saying to them, everybody else in your family is obese. How, you, how do you think you deserve to not be? And so that's where I like to use my family because genetically, I shouldn't look the way I look, what most people would say. Like, oh, you're so lucky you have good genetics. And I'm like, I should show you a picture. No, I do not. I've worked very hard from the time I was 10 years old to not look like. I remember my mind at 10 years old when I was an elite level swimmer, when I said to myself, I will never look like my mom, never. And I think role models are something where a lot of people are like, oh, who's your role model? Role models can also be negative role models. And so my mom was the leading negative role model in a sense, because I was like, I am never looking like her. I am never doing what she does. And it was so powerful. It motivated me through a lot of my life, you know, having three kids and being pregnant and coming off of that. And so genetics do play a part, but they're not nearly as big of a part as most people want to give them credit for. I think a lot of that is laziness and fear. And I don't say laziness in a, I'm trying to be mean. I'm just saying it's something that we can get past. It's just a roadblock like anything else. And everybody has the potential to get past that. Now, do you have the potential to stand on stage and be the top person if your genetics do not, you know, give you that? No, you're not. Because the especially abs are very genetically, um, you come by that genetically. But can you be a fit person who's proud of your body? Hell yeah. yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, Wendy, what you said there, because it's it's what I run into a lot with people when it comes to identity is the example you use, genetics, look around me, everyone's out of shape. And so it's easy to take on the identity from an early age of I can never do that, whatever that is, right? Okay. In this particular example, it's losing weight, but in general. Oh, I'm not that kind of person. Oh, we don't do that. You know, oh, I, I don't have the body for that. Um, if you believe you can't do something, you'll never take even the small steps to start to get to a place where it's not such a huge leap to do the thing you don't believe you can do. You just won't. And so being able to tear down those walls or change those lenses, whatever metaphor you want to use. I mean, we're, you know, all coaches and health professionals. We've got metaphors out the wazoo, <laughs> but it's until you, you really kind of break through that identity piece that you're going to begin because what's the point? Oh, I always fail at this. Oh, this will never work. Oh, I just can't get myself to. Yeah. yeah this is why your work is so powerful as coaches because you basically, you know, guide them to to self empowerment, right? And and again, that's sometimes like a, a bad word in some people's, you know, language. But the truth is, is that we all want to be empowered. We all want to be in control of our lives because that's the only thing that we can truly control. But we miss the distinctions, and this is the purpose of this podcast: is you know, what are some of those distinctions that will absolutely revolutionize and change somebody's life today? Um, 
So what what else can you share that people should know about, you know, this process of making, changing the identity? And, and a word that I like is, and you use roadblocks, but what prevents? What prevents us from achieving what we want? Anything, right. What's getting in the way? You know, having that question, asking <laughs> the right kind of questions is, mm-hmm. and what's stopping us right now? And having that honest conversation with ourselves. I think a lot of times identity is confused for patterns. So um, someone might say, I'm no good at relationships. So I, you know, I can never have a long-term intimate relationship with a person. Okay. I'm not, I'm just not good at it, whatever, whatever it may be, or every, every person leaves me that I ever get close to. And the identity is, unspoken until you actually get the client but almost every time the client comes out and says i'm 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 broken there's something wrong with me and helping them realize you know what if there isn't what if you aren't broken what if there isn't something wrong with you what if you just learn from a young age some patterns that serve themselves very well and most likely when you began um running those patterns over and over again, it was something that kept you safe and served you very well at a young age. But now that you're older, it's no longer serving you on any level. And because going from I'm broken to I'm whole seems impossible compared to changing patterns. What if I develop a new pattern? What if we create some new patterns that actually can serve you now? And just getting people to recognize that and and say i think i'd like to start some new patterns how do i you know disrupt the old ones and replace them spot on wendy no i would just totally agree with that and that's why i start with like one of the the thing three things that i started giving him was the protein the water and you know a piece of fruit because those are very easy patterns and then if those cannot happen if the person is still stuck there we dive into why those are things that they're that are roadblocks like perhaps it's just we don't have time in the morning so let's talk about getting it ready at night and so we start to bring cues into their life like putting your clothes at the end of the bed so that in the morning you see them and it you know it tells your brain oh yeah it's working out And then finding cues that can be happy or motivating about going to the gym. Oh, when I go to the gym, oh my gosh, I'm a busy mom, but I have 45 minutes where kids are not bugging me. So I'm going to see the gym as a positive thing. So just like Brad said, it's about turning things that are roadblocks into hopefully things that become positive or have a positive reference to you so that they become something that your body feels safe in doing. Yeah. And it's also getting that clarity, right? You know, what's getting mm-hmm. in the way, what's going to support you, what's going to make it easy. And then having, you know, somebody that keeps you accountable. And that's what you guys do as coaches. And it's kind of fascinating for me um, that so many people don't appreciate the value that you bring because the only thing that um, celebrities or, you know, um, uh, uh, professional athletes, they're the ones that need the coaches. I don't, right? And so that's what you guys do. And and I'm so excited that there's so many coaches out there that are available to, to support others, but two things do come to mind. You know, first of all, is that um, we are not our behaviors. So spot on there, Brad saying that is that we're not our behaviors. 
And the other thing is um, a quote by Henry Ford, if you think you can, you can, if you think you can't, you can't, and you'd be right. And so let's uh, let's wrap it up. I'll start off with uh, Brad. So since you started with the role playing, uh, just briefly a little bit more about yourself and how do people get a hold of you and your final thoughts? Uh, yeah. So probably most importantly, I'm a dad with two teenage daughters who they're just awesome. I'm sure I did something right. But sometimes I'm like, I have no idea why these two girls, young ladies are so fantastic other than they were born that way. Um, and uh, I'm a fiance, so I love my lady. And then um, you can find uh, more about me at BradleyGrinnon.com. Uh, pretty easy to navigate website. And it's really, I mean, I'll just pull the curtain back. That whole website is there to generate conversation. I love to talk with people. I love to find out what's going on, get people their clear next steps. And if I can help them long-term, I let them know. Great. Awesome. Wendy? Well, I'm going to piggyback off. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brad. Last final thoughts for you about what we talked about today. Sorry, Wendy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing. The thing is never the thing. Hmm. You know, there's there's always layers that need to be peeled back to find out what what actually is going on. And so if you just ask yourself why enough times, you'll get to the core of that. And the truth is, it's hard work. You know, no one's exonerated yeah. from the work. It's hard work. Yeah. But the word is amazing. Absolutely. And uh so let's let's uh, commit you and I to lose twenty pounds and you know climb something like uh, Mount Kilimanjaro or something in the next year or two. I've had, yeah. Kilimanjaro is actually on the list. Yeah, all <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. Sweet. Um, and now it's public. Uh, Wendy. Well, I am a mom of three amazing girls as well, um, and yeah, it's kids who humble us, isn't it? And keep us keep us humble. So I love it. Um, and it's also those three girls that led me to coaching in a sense. I mean, I homeschooled them all and somebody was like, oh, being a life coach is just being a mom to adults. I'm like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> so I love that. Um, let's see where you can get a hold of me. So Wendy Lynn Myers, pretty much you'll get anything, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Well, Facebook is Wendy Lynn and it's L-Y-N-N. And then the Myers is M-Y-E-R-S but you'll get pretty much all of that. And that will lead you to my modeling. If you want my fitness page, my coaching page is Phoenix is Phoenix rising dot fitness. Um, my modeling page is, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That just left my brain. Um, wendyfitnessmodel.com. That's that one. So any of those places you can get hold of me and I can coach you and, just walk you through some things. Um, let's see. Ending. Uh, ending thoughts. Well, it's always a privilege to work with anybody. That's the first thing. I think people think that coaches think they have all the answers. And honestly, we we don't have the answers. We're just willing to work through things with you, beside you, to find the answers. And that's what I find the most rewarding and the most humbling at, at the same time is my clients teach me so much just by being authentic and open with me. Um, and then that allows me to, in a sense, help other people because I'm just constantly learning beside you. And yes, I have wisdom and certifications and blah, blah, blah. But 
in reality, it's because I care and want to help you through what you're going through. And I've had my problems in life. I've had my issues that I've had to, you know, work through. And I think that's all a coach is. We're not this person on this pedestal. We're just somebody who's willing to get in the trenches with you and work till you get out. So yeah. I love that. Uh, thank you so much for that, Wendy. And yeah, I mean, we all have our challenges. We all have our problems. We have, we all have our weaknesses. And as I've said before, I celebrate my faults and my weaknesses, not to condone them, but to recognize that that's my work to do. And as Byron Katie says, you know, any pain is just a signal that, or a message that you've got some work to do. And the truth is, is that we are the happiest when we grow, but we're also the happiest when we contribute. And clearly you two are major contributors to humanity by supporting, you know, their uh, path towards, you know, a happier life. And, and that's key. And I think if we all kind of focused on that part, you know, what's what's great about life? What are we grateful for? You know, how can we make things better? It's a privilege to work with others. You know, that's what you guys already do in, in a beautiful, beautiful way. And so I want to thank you both. And um, I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is The Doctor's Guide raw and unfiltered, you know, bringing to you real stories from real people, you know, authentic voices and real success, because that's what this is all about is, is really, you know, giving you some insights of what's, what's really going on with other people's lives so that you can feel that you're actually being witnessed, you know, even though you're just listening and watching us, because the truth is, is that more than likely you've got the same problem and you're someone else that you love has that same problem too. And it's and it's layered. There's so many layers upon layers and just navigating that with the help, you know, with someone else who can see the blind spots and may not be fun. And oftentimes it's not, but it's that opportunity for you to pass through, transcend through that and actually find your own freedom. Thank you so much. And we will be back. Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.